What's up, freaks? Welcome back to the Freaks Progcast, presented by the Prog Space. I'm one of your hosts, Randy Salo from Freaks, and with me as always, and still virtually, Dario from the Prog Space and the Freaks. And it's uh, episode 54 of the Progcast. It is uh, Wednesday, 29th of April, and uh, this week we also have a really uh cool guest with us uh and like also virtually from norway uh shettel nortus from green carnation hi shettel how, how's it going how are you doing hello i'm fine thank you very much how are you we're good i i guess yeah <laughs> um <laughs> i can't speak for randy but but i'm feeling okay and yeah. uh um it, it's uh yeah it's cool to have like that that we more or less accidentally started this uh interview series with the start of the lockdown like a month ago or something that we started to invite uh musicians onto the broadcast uh virtually via Skype before we we we, we did that before with uh, Chaos Divine for example um but mostly we we only I always went to the shows here um, to interview the musicians, but that we don't have that option right now. Um, mm -hmm. There's there's goods, anyway, there's goods um, and bads. We 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 we're able to actually talk with people you know, sort of live on the air, but on the other hand, sometimes we have to deal with uh, how good Skype connections uh, are. And so, just as a caveat, hopefully everybody can hear uh, Chettle and Dario nicely as you can hear me, because I'm in the moon base uh, at our podcast studio, so I I got lucky with the yeah. good sound. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, Shettel will be with us for this show, and we will be talking about a lot of Green Carnation stuff as their comeback album, Leaves of Yesteryear, is going to be out next week on May 8th. Uh, before that, I, as always, I uh, want to um, talk a little bit about what was happening last week. So we had Lucas De La Rosa on the show. And actually, when this is out tomorrow, um, it's going to be tomorrow. So on Friday, uh, May the 1st, um, there's going to be the pre-orders for Lucas's uh, solo EP will be live and also the first playthrough video will be premiered on YouTube um, for a song uh, called Sky, featuring the amazing um, C2I, uh, guest guitar solo. And Lucas' artist page actually just went live like a half an hour ago. And um, yeah, exciting times as I'm uh, working closely with Lucas on this um, release. Uh, so if you haven't listened to the last episode, check it out. Um, on Monday, we had another extensive What's Hot list with, uh, again, almost 60 YouTube videos. And I wanted to quickly um, talk about the difference between the YouTube playlist and the Spotify playlist or the YouTube, the embedded YouTube list on the Prog Space website because some of those youtube videos they are like special arrangements um that are not on spotify so you will find more special and exclusive content 
on the website as opposed to the Spotify playlist. But the Spotify playlist is, of course, mostly um, um, a little bit more convenient. Yeah, and maybe sometimes um, there's like a live video or something like that as well that's just not on Spotify, right? Yeah, but I, I will put the, um, the 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 studio version in the Spotify playlist in in its stead. In that case, um, anyway, another guest we had a couple of uh, weeks back, John Courtney from Pure Reason Revolution. They have an amazing album out, but he um, like yesterday or two days ago. He launched a crowdfunding campaign to help him out with uh, the loss of his incomes uh, due to the corona crisis. So we wanted to give a shout out to, to him. And uh, if you are a fan of Pure Reason Revolution and you have not seen this, go check out their socials and you, find, you will find, find the link there. And uh, yeah, if you can help him out, I am... Yeah, any help is greatly appreciated in these times. That was it for the introduction. As always, before we go into detail about the special, uh, the the special band, special band of the episode. What's in your Walkman, Shettle? <laughs> what have you been listening to uh, lately? Well, it must it must be like is it six or seven weeks since kind of the I would say lockdown, but since the crisis like really uh, affected Norway. So I think it might be yeah. seven weeks already. Yeah. So um, sounds about right. Yeah, six or seven it is at least. But I've actually been um, listening more to music the last six or seven weeks than than I normally have the time to, hmm. uh, which is really nice. Um, uh, and I was kind of last summer as well when I had a summer holiday I was kind of trying to go like deeper into some genres that I didn't know too much about before so I was actually last summer going into the, the sludge genre quite a lot uh, I'm with you I'm and, with you there <laughs> oh good yeah, but this, um, and the other thing I've done uh, is to to start a project like a personal thing, just but but listening through albums from the start to beginning, yep. like albums that I haven't, you know, I might have listened to a little bit, um, but maybe maybe albums that I I haven't listened from from the start to beginning in a while, and also new albums, of course, that I haven't heard before. So I've been using quite a lot of time on on actually listening to music and enjoying that for the last few weeks. So that's a well, I guess that's a, a little bonus with the corona crisis for me personally. Um, and I've seen all these, you know, on Facebook, all these, you know, lists and everything, mm. I've, uh, which has been driving me a little bit crazy, to be honest <laughs> with you. Like, uh, I, I've been to, like, here is a list over 1,000 gigs I've been to, but I've, and, and there is one gig I haven't been to. And <laughs> yeah, like, so I think we've when, all seen this. <laughs> so then when a friend of mine uh, actually used a couple or three weeks, I think I think she said, on on making a playlist on Spotify, which was like, um, it's called the High Priestess, the playlist. And I can, I can recommend them, that for, for everybody. 
she's like so into music that I know a little bit about, that I know quite a lot about, but not least music that I don't know anything about. Artists that I've never heard of before, for example. So it's a nice, it's a nice playlist when it comes to uh, getting to know new music for me, which is, which I really find interesting. Um, you know, there, there is this on on the High Priestess uh, playlist. Is you know, singers. It she, without being like political about it, she decided to have a, like this um, playlist with only female singers, which isn't like. Uh, a political statement or anything, but it's just like, so I, I like that, you know, you have a focus on the, on the playlist mm. and it could be different stuff, but, um, but I'm, I'm kind of, uh, you have a Julie Christmas there and Diamanda Galas, of course, uh, Chelsea Wolf, which I really have listened a lot to the last year, uh, Ruth Brundle, you have the Kate Bush and the Coven and, you know, so things I knew um, from before, but also, also, Marissa Nadler, which is a new name for me. Uh, the Devil's Blood, which I nev- never heard of before. Uh, Dorothea Cottrell, never heard before. Really, really nice. Um, and Lingua Ignota, which is, uh, I'm, I'm not sure, I'm, I don't know too much about this, these uh, artists. So, so it's been, um, so that's what's on my Walkman right now. It's like a huge playlist, which is going to be updated in a few days with like, 60 or 70 songs that are really uh, have, that are there because of something and uh, and I like that and I like when people actually make like an effort behind stuff and and so that's been my my um walkman for the last few weeks actually cool okay cool uh, so in in this in this case we will um you you can send me the link for the playlist later and we will embed it into the into the Articles um, for this episode. Uh, usually, we we uh, add like a couple of songs to our playlist that is accompanying this uh, sp- specific episode. But in this case, we we can just plug this whole playlist, I guess. Anything that stands <laughs> out, maybe Chetel, like one or two like the artists that you didn't know that you would want us to add to our list. I think maybe um, it's a funny, funny story because there's a band called Brutus on that list yeah, as well. Yeah, I know Brutus, mm-hmm. which I kind of had forgotten about. But I actually um, I started a festival with up and coming uh, bands from Scandinavia and some guests from other countries uh, in 2011. And I think actually Brutus played there in 2012 or 13. Oh wow! So. Um, Somehow I recognized that amazing song by Brutus, so I would kind of highlight that one. Mm-hmm. I recognized it, but I remember, and then I saw, oh, it's Brutus, which is uh, like, yeah, it sounds <laughs> really, really good. So um, uh, I was happy about that, and I think maybe um, the song by Marissa Nadler is also a very nice one, uh, uh, which which is an artist I've never heard of before. I don't know if you guys have. I haven't. No, it doesn't no. ring a bell. No, so you just, might have some good, yeah. good just, nice. Just new, send, uh, send me the links later, and and we will plug it in the playlist. Great, cool. Um, Randy, what's in your playlist? 
Okay, uh, pro- you're welcome, man. <laughs> I promise this will be time. this will be the last week I talk about musicals, but um, or maybe not. Um, but so I, <laughs> I, last week my my Walkman was Phantom of the Opera because the Andrew Lloyd Webber is releasing the uh, like st- doing a 48 hour streaming of his musicals uh, each weekend. There's a new one, and so last or the weekend before, I should say, they did uh, Phantom of the Opera. And uh, the follow-up this past weekend was Love Never Dies, which is actually the sequel to Phantom of the Opera, which I had never seen. Uh, I remember hearing about it like in 2010, 2011, when it was first coming out, but um, then it just went off my radar because I'm not really in the, in the musicals world. But uh, I, I got a chance to watch part of it on the live stream and like downloaded the, the, the music uh, over the weekend uh, and... So that's been kind of on on my playlist is is the soundtrack for Love Never Dies, which is like a ten years later. It's like the Phantom ten years later, and like he finds Christine again, and it's like the whole thing starts again. And there's a child, and <laughs> it it's a little crazy. And it's set in New York, like Coney Island, so it's a little bit like Boardwalk Empire all of a sudden, <laughs> but with like. <laughs> But they don't have an opera house. It's like in a freak circus that he runs. <laughs> so oh, story's okay. a, story's a little crazy, uh, to be honest. And um, but the music is is amazing. Um, and it's I would say it's even more um, it, it it's even more unique than the Phantom was. Like it, the Phantom was very classical, and this is like Danny Elfman meets like Middle Eastern themes, and it has this sort of circus feel because of the like circus that they're part of. So a very very you, cool you, soundtrack. You just, you just wanted to say, but you didn't. Uh, you, the, the, that it's more proggy, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's you I'm, were hesitating there for 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 a second. I w- wasn't sure I wanted to drop the p word. <laughs> uh, but actually, anyway, I have never heard about this. Yeah. Um, um, well, the funny thing is, is that he he did a little. He's like he's super active on social media, Andrew Lloyd Webber. I mean, who would have thought? And he's he like releases like live videos where he talks about the productions, and apparently. Love Never Dies didn't really work for many years. Like he he worked on it and re- reworked it and had a great cast, but he said it like kind of didn't come together until uh, an Australian production in 2018. And this is the thing that I'm listening to on, and that's what they showed uh, on the live was that production. And then he finally felt like it kind of worked, um, like the music and the story and and everything and. It's kind of a, it was actually kind of an interesting video because he said like people ask why why he did a sequel and and he just felt like he needed to like finish the story and, <laughs> and so that he could move on with his life and uh, and now he kind of felt like he did that and and I would recommend oh, wow. for Prague fans um, the music because it just it, it I mean apart from musicals kind of fitting into this world a little bit like the music itself is 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 pretty progressive in a way you know so. Uh, yeah, I'll send you a track. Cool. Um, the, the title just made me think of, uh, actually one of, uh, the biggest hits of, uh, Savior Machine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> From Savior Machine 2 back in 1990, whatever. It's a re-release I have here. Oh, 1994. Um, 
These were yeah. impossible to get in the U.S. I think we talked about this on the on the broadcast before, but I, I know those records from the internet, but I never was able to get copies in in the U.S. Uh, back back in the nineties. So anyway, Dario, what's in your Walkman? Um, uh, something new, something very new, and uh, something from Munich for a change mm. and. Uh, the band is called the Ancestry, Ancestry Program, or short TAP. And the funny thing is, uh, I know a couple of those people that play there, and I didn't know they had this band. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, it's it's their first album, and the keyboard player and guitarist uh, Thomas Burlefinger, he runs a studio here in Munich, the Freibad Studio, which is actually around the corner from the moon base. Oh. Uh, in the um, yeah, Freibadstraße. Right, right down the street, yeah. Yeah, and uh, that's where my band Exorian, my doom metal band, where I used to sing like 10 years ago, where they um, recorded their first album. Uh, at his studio, and the drummer is Andy Lind, who played with Schizophrantic, which is a kind of a pantsabalette offshoot, and Heiko Jung, the pantsabalette bass player, actually plays as a guest musician uh, there, and it's quite eclectic. It's um, it's bass, it's uh, like down to the core, like the core music is more rock than anything metal but they definitely have some metal parts and also some screams and growls like the uh the solo project of andy lind who also guested on pansabalette's uh one of pansabalette uh track called weary eyes the music by andy lind was pretty much post hardcore meets mashuga style um so yeah i listened to the album once i will have to listen again uh, before I know which track to put on there, it's uh, but it's super proggy. I'm I'm super happy that there's new stuff coming from Munich. From like like all those musicians, they've been around in the scene for a long time. Mm-hmm. But it's the debut album, so yeah, the Ancestry program was in my Walkman lately. Apart from new albums that aren't <laughs> out yet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Um, uh, uh, speaking of which, there's gonna be an album out next week on May 8th on the French label Season of Mist. I already uh, said so in the introduction, and it is, of course, Leaves of Yesteryear from Green Carnation. And we're very happy that uh, Shetild is here and can uh, is here with us and can, can maybe. Yeah, tell us a little bit about how how that came together. I mean, maybe maybe we'll start a little bit earlier as um, Green Carnation has been a band for a long time and then there was some kind of hi- hiatus uh, for a couple of years after 2007 or something like that. And then like 2014, I think, you guys got back together and um it is actually if i see it correct on the here uh on the prog archives in 2005 was the last 
full-length studio album with new new music material, right? With the, with the Quiet Offspring. Well, I mean, yeah, we, we, this acoustic verse is in 2006 as well. Yeah. So 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 what we've what we're saying about the new album is is the first album for 14 years, and time flies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you're right about that. We we actually had a long uh, break. We were actually disbanded in 2006, and uh, mm-hmm. basically came back properly together in 2016. Although we did this under the dam part two show in 2014, yeah. Yeah. basically to see how it was to play together again. And luckily, that was a good feeling. So uh, and <laughs> and we knew that. The Light of Day, Day of Darkness, uh, 15-year anniversary was coming up in 2016. So we started actually already in 2014 planning for that. Um, I think we used more than a year in the rehearsal room to get it up on stage. That, you know, it's it's a hugely difficult uh, piece of music to take onto a stage, uh, I think. Uh, it's very complex. I remember yeah. somebody saying like we had like 600 tracks on the like tracks on the in the mix and stuff. So it's not just to to learn the parts because everything needs to fit together when it comes to atmospheres and we had three figure, figure out the live arrangement. Yeah, and because that's different from playing obviously on 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 a record. And um, you're, so you're right. So from 2016 we've been fairly active and. Uh, um, yeah, 2020 sees our first album for 14 years. Wow. W- welcome uh, back. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but if I look at the track list, the, 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 the title track you already released as, as a single leaves of yesteryear. And then there's going to be two other brand new songs, right? Sentinels and hounds. And then there's two other songs that have, been published previously one is a long one from yeah. the green carnation history my dark reflections of life and death and then a black sabbath cover version yeah. um so so how did you uh, approach the album did you say okay we have three new songs how do we fill up the album runtime or how did it came about that you 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 have the re-recording of uh, the dark reflections, and then the the cover, the, so that it's like a little bit of mixed uh, album of new stuff and and re 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 recorded, and then also the cover version. Uh, uh, yeah, how did you put it together? How did it come together like this? Yeah, I think there's a few elements with with the new album that's um, for us quite important, at least. Um, uh, we, we wanted this album to be uh, the best sides of the reincarnation with a uh, with a new touch, because on our first five five albums in the early two thousands, we were like on a constant search for, um, you know, within different genres, within different like all the albums, early albums sounded really different from each other, you know. From Light of Day, Day of Darkness, what to do next? So we went in a prog rock direction on on, on uh, Blessing in Disguise mm-hmm. and ended up with doing this kind of proggy uh, acoustic uh, album in 2006 after after uh, 
a more uh, melodic uh, hard rock album called uh, The Quiet Offspring, you know. So so we thought the idea was that like when we're back together after so many years, um, we might have a slight different, you know, angle on playing in a band because we're 15 years or 10, 10 or 15 years older than we used to be at the time we recorded our last stuff, you know. So, so basically, this album for us is to pick the best sides of reincarnation and put all of them together in one album. Mm-hmm. So we we like uh, we've been doing this live as well. We've been t- trying to analyze what is what makes reincarnation stand out from other bands there, you know. And we we have a slight idea on what what that is. So we have been trying to work on the best sides of ourselves on this album. <laughs> the best mm-hmm. sides where you can you can hear some of Light of Data of Darkness in there, I'm sure, and you can hear some acoustic verses in there, and some some like elements from all our uh, previous albums actually, but also doing it in a way with a 15 years uh, more musical experience and, and life experience and everything, because it also needs to, to sound fresh, of course. It, it, it wouldn't make any point for us to, to do a like, total retro, retrospective album. Um, but also, do, with doing that, we wanted to kind of to, um, to sum up our first period with the best sides of us. And we do have an album that came before Light of Day, Day of Darkness, uh, where nobody except for Short in the band today actually played because yeah. he, he changed the entire lineup from the first to the, to the from the first album to Light of Day, Day of Darkness. Yeah, and we wanted to bring that first album into you know this uh, in into the uh, into this album as well and make a like a bridge between the old and new reincarnation. Hmm. Um, and when discussing what we wanted with this new album, it became very obvious that my, my uh, dark reflections of life and death needed to be on this album for, for us to be able to do what we wanted with it. Um, and we started working on that in 2017, I think, on making like, how would we, would we have written that song today? So we've actually taken some quite like artistic uh, freedoms when it comes to the composition. We we've been, you know, highlighting some parts and 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 doing the the opposite with some parts for it to sound like we would have made it today. So that's that's the story behind that one. And mm-hmm. lyrically, and when it comes to you know the atmosphere of the album and uh, you know lyrical theme and lyrical world of it we had that uh, black sabbath song within the band since 2017 as well hmm. uh, because we were playing with the idea of doing this acoustic live in the studio youtube series so and and solitude was one of the first songs we started working on so it's been in our world since 2017 and when we saw how the album was panning out it was just like, oh, we have the we have the last song for this album already, which is which is solitude because lyrically it suits like a hundred percent into what we want to do with this album, and also obviously it's a reference to our acoustic period as well, and it's um, it's I think it's just a great way to to end the album. So so that's a long answer, uh, but uh, <laughs> but um, <laughs> but a thorough one. But uh, yeah. 
Yeah, so we actually, uh, we, I think we have four, three or four more new songs that actually are waiting for, for, for being, you know, recorded because we, we rather wanted uh, those two songs on the album because they would complement the three other songs in a perfect way. So it's an artistic choice, actually, more than not having enough material. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, having heard the album a couple of times in the last week, I, I can totally see how it fits and how it makes like um like the the album seems not like a patchwork but rather like yeah like a round uh, rounded out thing that belongs together like Absolutely. this. Yeah, um, and that's important for us. Uh, not necessarily that people understand that, but if people hadn't heard any of those songs before, I think many people would think that they all suited really well together yeah um how is the composition process going nowadays i mean in the early days not only the first album but also light of day day of darkness that were always uh completely written by uh chart uh, um are is it more like a band uh thing now <laughs> yeah and and the acoustic well it was a in progress as well because because on the acoustic versus album i think all the band members actually contributed with songs but uh, the, the three new songs has the, the original ideas from the three new songs are from stein roger surdal the bass player uh, he's a great song songwriter and he's been writing lots of stuff for reincarnation before um and then it's then uh, me and him has been working on on you know structures and I said, I say, like that theme has to just be half of the length, and that must be taken away, and that could be an intro instead. So I kind of put, pull every, like, change the structure of the song quite, quite a lot, and also bringing into the songs new ideas and new themes. And then we've, you know, done that for a few times. Then send it to the band, have some more feedback from the band and uh, doing maybe some trying out on the rehearsal room to see how this actually sounds. Uh, so it is very much a band uh, effort. But for example, Hounds, one of the new songs is, I think we went into the studio with version number 13. Okay. And still changed it quite a lot in the <laughs> studio. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> But, uh, I just listening to it before we jumped here on Skype and um, I can totally see that uh, a bass player wrote this because it has <laughs> such a nice bass groove yeah, and the sound, definitely. the bass sound is also, yeah, it uh, definitely has has something, some ring to it, right, Mr. Bass Player Randy? Huh? Yeah, I mean, uh, I noticed it too because it reminded me of a blessing in disguise a bit, like the sound of the bass yeah. and the way it way it grooves and stuff. So like. Uh, Yeah, I connected to that right away as the yeah. as a bass player, but uh, also the sounds. Yeah, I mean, even some of the, I would say, um, some of the bass tones even kind of harken back to like the '90s rock bass sound, uh, like with chorus and stuff like that, which I really liked. Yeah, it was cool yeah. to to hear that, and and the way that they drive the the way that the bass drives the the music, I think is really cool. Yeah, thank you. I I, I like it as well. Uh, I think maybe, uh, yeah, with the sound, we went back 
to the studio, uh, like to the producer that we recorded like the Day, Day of Darkness with. Oh. Uh, yeah. And I, I guess maybe I think people that know Light of Day, Day of Darkness quite well will actually hear uh, will hear some quite a lot of elements uh, like the keyboards, for example, on this album. Many of those are the same ones as we used on Light of Day, Day of Darkness. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Yeah. Um, so if I had to describe the uh, new album, uh, Leaves of Yesteryear, or especially the three new songs in two words, it would be groovy and catchy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> because these 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 uh, melodies just yeah they stick uh, they stick and it's uh, I find myself grooving along long long time uh, after the the music has stopped playing. That sounds <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think Sten Roger has um, has an ear for melodies. Uh, that's for sure. Uh, for the big choruses, for the you know epic choruses, and but he's so he's a pop pop minded guy in many ways. But also, and his other leg is in you know Black Sabbath uh, country, like mm. uh, Black Sabbath areas or something like that. So you have a you have the seventies vibe to some of it, and also you have the big epic pop chor- choruses. Yeah, and I think maybe maybe what I've been trying to to get into the song is to 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 make them um, a a bit heavier maybe and a bit more progressive in in um, like a slightly new way for Green Connection. It's like the progressive elements of of uh, this new album is maybe sometimes in almost like a power metal direction, if you know what I mean, with the guitar and keyboard solos and, and all, all these things. But um, but I think the, you know, the structure, the progressive structure of the songs and stuff, I, I really like because because we've been working so much on these songs and, and, and uh, we haven't, you know, let them into the studio without being 100%. And that's also why we have like four or five songs that we worked on quite a lot for the new album that just didn't, turn out 100% like we wanted them to yet. And sometimes it's really hard to to put your finger on what's missing or what's wrong with it, but it just doesn't feel completely right. So so we'll have to kind of maybe work a little bit more on them. Yeah, cool. Uh, the, the the pop melodies you mentioned, I just... So yeah, yesterday I was uh, listening to the new, the upcoming Haken album, Virus, for the first time. And then, uh, like super crazy roller coaster ride. Uh, just a little side note here, but after that, uh, suddenly I, this mind over matter melody popped in my head again. <laughs> I was like, okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I yeah, I think that's also a part of Greencarnation's identity, I guess. Um, those those choruses. I think those really melodic choruses. So, so they're important for us. I was just going to say you, you released a, a video already for Leaves of Yesteryear. <clears throat> um, how did you connect uh, with Costin uh, for for this? Oh, yeah, we've known Costin for um, for a few years already, and he was also involved in our the last Day of Darkness uh, concert film and, and DVD with with uh, artwork and stuff. So since yeah we we've, we've been familiar with Costin and followed his you know his uh, development and his uh, special you know signature since 2016 
And also there is a connection between Costin and the guy who made our cover art, mm. which is Niklas Dean. And they like Niklas has been inspiring Costin. Costin told me uh, since Costin uh, was a kid. And mm. for us to be able to bring those together in this uh, recording is also a nice thing for us. I was actually going to ask you about the the cover and and because it fits to to the video, you know, like it it, it does remind me of Costin style the cover art. So yeah. I mean, now now I see it's like the origin. <laughs> <and> the... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so Niklas has also been with us since, uh, yeah, yeah, he made Light of Day, the Darkness cover, so he's been in the Green Carnation, you know, family for, for 20 years already. <laughs> wow. Uh, speaking about the family, the lineup is slightly different uh, to the last release, which was the last Day of Darkness concert film. Uh, in the guitars department, Michael Smith Crumins is out, and uh, an old Green Carnation uh, buddy is back in in the family. Um, yeah, how how did that came about? It's um, like when when um, when working on on getting Light of Day, Day of Darkness back on stage, we also needed to cast some people into the band, um, but they are all from like we, we played that. Um, those concerts in 2016 with three guitarists and they were, you know, the three guitarists that have ever played in Green Collation. So it was short <laughs> and Michael Krumitz and Björn Hochstar, which uh, has been, you know, a little bit in and out of the band, but he, uh, but Michael took over from Björn uh, between A Blessing in Disguise and The Quiet Offspring. And, uh, and he came back when, when we were, you know, working with getting, uh, light of the day of darkness back on stage and all after that we kind of there was a lot of reasons why we only have two guitarists now <laughs> which is a strange sentence but uh but uh <laughs> michael moved to, <laughs> michael moved to to netherlands uh he played a few oh. shows with after 2016 as well but it's like practically and maybe also economically it was it was kind of hard to continue with three guitarists and, and, and normally you wouldn't need three guitarists if you're not doing this crazy thing like, uh, periphery, like, like, like the darkness. Yeah. So, Iron Maiden. <laughs> yeah. For example. Yeah. But, and also the keyboard player is, uh, Kenneth Silden again, who, who played on, on the acoustic verses and, and, uh, the, uh, the quiet offspring. And he wasn't, in the band in 2016 for the Light of Day, Day of Darkness project, but we used our previous keyboard player and the Light of Day, Day of Darkness producer, Andre Hirkesula, on keyboards in 2016. Yeah. And we didn't, did never have any plans for him to be our regular keyboard player for the next 10 years anyway. So he was in the band for that project. So, so yeah. yeah. Other yeah. than that, it's basically basically the same lineup as, as, um, as previously. Uh, the, that's quite quite an interesting uh, uh, thing to to watch the timeline there and say, oh, there's a lot of people that have been in and out of the band <laughs> and are now back in the band. And <laughs> yeah. yeah, especially in the guitar, you know, we have well, yeah. we have only had three guitarists in reincarnation, so for 20 years that's not too much. And sometimes they all three sure. play on the same same concert, and sometimes <laughs> it's only yeah. Cool. So, um, I mean, you did you have any 
concerts lined up lined up already um and uh, how, so how did did the crisis affect your the the, the release of the album now <coughs> well the actual release of the album is like like everything when it comes to promotion and and actually releasing the album is basically as planned uh, we're going to release it uh, digitally uh, and from the pre-orders they're going to be delivered on the date on the 8th of of uh, of may but i think in the shops because of all the corona stuff the, the actual shops won't uh, have well they're they're not open so that's that's one yeah. thing but yeah. i think they they the date on like the 15th or 12th of june the, uh, the album is going to be in all the shops as well but um But yeah, we had planned a few gigs. That is not gonna happen when planned. But we've been, we've managed to postpone the gigs. Um, um, so we were we were supposed to headline a festival in in Bucharest. Uh, yeah, right. On, on Arts Festival, which which kind of was gonna happen. I think the the week everything happened, or or the week after everything, you know, closed down. So so we. It was cancelled two or three days before with what it was going to happen. So that wow. was kind of yeah, yeah. Because They're, this was new to them and to us and and to the governments and everything, you know, I guess. So, yeah, of and a uh, couple of weeks ago, we should have been in uh, Istanbul and Athens, and then we had Rome and Christian Sand in May, which cannot be done. Uh, Metal Days was uh, cancelled the other day, and we're waiting for a message from. The Fekete Zai festival in in Hungary, uh, in Hungary, yeah. Uh, but then from the first of October, we we had managed to put the, the spring concert into into October, most of them. Uh, but you never know if, yeah. if that's going to be possible. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I guess we we'll just have to wait and see, and and maybe like uh, postpone for the second time if that's necessary. That's basically the only option. But but I think. True. I think for the for the release party, we are actually doing that uh, online now. Uh, we were early with actually postponing the, the physical concert and, and announcing that we were going to do this release party online on the 23rd of May, uh, like a full full live production. And it's strange to think like how 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 much you can change within six weeks because now it just feels really natural to invite the entire world to our first release party for 14 years. <laughs> not, not necessarily the only, you're just the ones who, who are by accident, you know, from Christian San are crazy enough to go here from somewhere else. You yeah. know, so, so we hope that's going to be, um, that's going to be a nice thing. Hopefully. Yeah. Um, yeah, the the funny thing with live streamed concerts and uh, stuff um, is, I think I already talked about it last week, or yeah, in in one of the previous um, episodes, that I had the feeling that in the matter of one or two weeks, so many bands jumped on that wagon, so to speak. That I suddenly felt overwhelmed and the market field felt quite saturated or almost oversaturated with, with uh, live feeds, live streams to a to a point that I, um, that at some evenings I had, had to actually choose between a couple of live streams. I 
would want to watch. So. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, have, have, you, have you watched any any live concerts uh, so far? Yeah, uh, lots and lots actually. Um, <laughs> well, especially in the first few weeks, uh, quite a lot. Now it's now like because then you would just jump on whatever that was online because you were you know you were. But but I think um, maybe even that market is gonna is gonna. Um, is going to equal a little, you know, yeah. little, level uh, its, uh, itself out. Yeah, somehow. yeah. Probably. A friend of mine said that uh, he was or she was uh, afraid to open the fridge because there could be a live stream in there. <laughs> <laughs> so it's been quite overwhelming. Yeah, I agree with that. And uh, it's a bit typical that we we like reincarnation. We're really early on, you know, thinking about that possibility. But when we actually do it all the other bands in the world have already done it so yeah <laughs> but what we will do is we will have some some possibilities that not all bands in the world have and that's yeah. to plan it properly and to bring in uh, every everything needed for it to be like a full full reincarnation show with lights and and everything you know so it's not going to be like a living room concert it's going to be like a yeah as, as close to the to, to being there as, as possible, I guess. Um, Chetel, yeah. did you happen to see there was um, just a couple of weeks ago Enslaved played in Bergen at this, like, there was yeah. a music festival in Bergen. I thought that that was pretty yeah. cool that they put that together really fast and it looked great and it sounded great. Yeah. Um, this is a really cool festival. That. Yeah, I watched uh, two or three of those shows, actually. The, the um, yeah. There, there are some smart, smart heads in Bergen, and they, they, they're always really like fast to react to new challenges and stuff. And, yeah. and the concert was was great. I also saw uh, Kvelatak doing like yeah. an amazing uh, one, uh, which is also a concert series uh, called like We Are Alive or something. Um, you pay like ten euros, like a normal ticket. You get a code and you log on. And they'd been making this venue in inside an, like an, an old warehouse or something. Mm-hmm. And they even had pyro and everything. You know, that's typical Kvelatak is, you know, <laughs> yeah. just doing everything. And yeah, so, yeah. So I think that people will also recognize and, and appreciate, uh, you know, the bands that actually do some something more than just sitting on a chair and playing something, which can also be nice, obviously. But, but I think hopefully people will you know, appreciate those concerts that's, you know, even even when it comes to, to money and stuff, like what we're going to do, it's going to cost us a lot of money and hopefully, you know, people will support that. Yeah, I was just going to say, I mean, that's uh, that's the other maybe danger of oversaturating the market with free live streams is that when it's time to for for bands to to really decide okay you know we have to we might we this is a new uh, source of revenue that we need to go for not that the public is like not willing to pay then for high quality concerts like you're talking about you know because that should be free yeah hopefully that doesn't happen no what we are going to do is to, to to you know to to give the people who has bought um the ticket for our live stream is going to it's gonna get some some quite um, like they'll they're gonna be invited to listen to the album a couple of days before it's released like a perk. Yep. And uh, they're gonna have the world premiere of a new music video from the new album 
before everybody else. Cool. There's going to be live streamed interview with a band, like preparing for the show. They're going to get that. Not everybody else is going to get that. And maybe also maybe a short interview after the gig with the band. So we're trying to give the people like exclusive material. So those five euros, it's nothing, but but still you have to do the trans transaction and uh yeah, absolutely you know so <laughs> maybe what i mean just just uh, just made me think of it because you were talking about it but um this might might also be a model that uh for the future because especially when you know you're doing we, we started doing live videos here in, in our moon base we have like a green screen studio here and we had our first like band performance the other day um but when 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 bands do this it could be like if you can if you can capture the multi-camera footage uh, like we did, we recorded onto the cards of the camera and then, you know, also the audio, which you mix down, um, then perhaps you could also like sell the concert to the people that buy a ticket or have like a, like a tiered system where, you know, if you pay yeah. 10, you, you get like the MP3 or whatever. And if you pay 15, then you get like a video cut of the whole thing, you know, and yeah, and this, yeah, we've been thinking about stuff like that as well. Yeah. It's, cool. it's um, th that might something for the future because to, frankly i don't think um even you know the world as a whole will ever be exactly like it was before the corona crisis right and when it no i don't think so but but, but i think it could be just it could be a good thing for for mother earth for, for example hmm. <laughs> because i think maybe like when it comes to the environment and stuff i think maybe i think the green parties would now have arguments for the rest of you know our generation because yeah. Because this is also a proof that if we want to do something, we can do it. If we want it enough, you know. So, um, so I think there's a lot of things that are going to be slightly different afterwards, and maybe also, hopefully, possibilities for bands to yeah. to uh, to do more stuff um, uh, when it when it comes to streaming and stuff like that. And that's gonna it's gonna level out in some some place, and we we just don't know exactly where yet. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing the live stream concert. Absolutely. In any case, um, as I, as I I have seen you Shetil perform before, uh, but that was that was with Subterranean Masquerade right. at Prog Same Power. Here. <laughs> so, so I've I've never seen you with the Green Carnation. So, yeah, that's that's gonna be really cool, and um, yeah. As I said multiple times already, Leaves of Yesteryear is going to be out next week, May 8th, through Season of Mist. Um, now, um, I sent... It is the end of April, so I sent uh, another Best of What's Hot for the for this month uh, to my friends Randy and Shettle. And I think we still have a little bit of time to talk about those crazy videos I put there. Um, yeah. If you guys don't mind, I, I have I have a lot of fun compiling these because there's so like uh, a lot of interesting, cool stuff. I mean, the obvious stuff from the big bands that like last last time I of course I put the Stephen Wilson song, even though it didn't have like a like a video with it or something. But uh, there's also always some crazy stuff or some unexpected stuff where I'm like super curious what Randy and our guest uh, thinks about it. Um, there's definitely some non-prog stuff on here. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean the, the the first the first two are from uh, 2019 releases, and the very first is from a release uh, that was uh, from an album that was released in March last year, and the album is called Love Remains. The artist is the bass player Tal Wilkenfeld, uh, who has played with uh, Adrian Bellew, Power Trio, and uh, a lot of big, big names uh, in the music business. Um, she's an amazing bass player, and this is a solo album, and this is a new video for the song Killing Me, and it popped up as a sponsored ad in my Facebook feed. How funny. But I knew, I knew the name. I knew that she's awesome. I had no idea that she had this solo album out last year. And I really, really liked the song and, and also the video. I had the feeling that it really captured the atmosphere. <laughs> Latex and strobe <laughs> lights. and Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, I, I like that as well. To my to my defense, I just have to say that I, I've been able to listen through the list only once, so I don't know too much about the songs, but I, I made some notes and I had a few beers. And it's funny <laughs> to, to see my notes. Uh, the last one I just uh, wrote, hmm. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. <laughs> but the first one, I never heard of her before, and I really enjoyed that song, yeah. So I'm going to definitely check out uh, Tal uh, Wilkenfield uh, again, yeah. Um, yeah, the next one is even less even less prog, but I already featured uh, songs from this album in uh, previous What's Hot, uh, Hots, and this the first lead single for this album, "Thanks for the Dance" by Leonard Cohen, like the posthumous album. That I, I had I had a really powerful video uh, we talked about, and we also watched together, Randy, mm -hmm. if you remember. Yeah. And and this was a new video for the song "The Hills," and it I I immediately had to think about you, Randy, because it was also in four by three, yeah. right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I noted it too. I was going to bring it up, but. <laughs> um, I've, I, I found myself listening to this album a couple of times or, or also uh, lately. Um, just like one chord and one one sound out of his voice yeah. and well, one word is enough to give me goosebumps. Yeah, <laughs> and this song is like incredible. And the video is, inc I mean, the video is incredible, but I mean, the song is incredible. And um, yeah, the video was... <laughs> It's my favorite video of the of this of your list here for sure because it's like so unique and it's it's clearly shot in Texas I think um, and <laughs> I'm, I'm really really happy you dig the the addition of this video yeah definitely <laughs> and my, my dad lives in Texas so I you know like the seeing those landscapes and stuff it kind of has a sort of a nostalgic but also kind of yeah. bitter you know, taste because of the way, the, the way they're presented in the video, you know, it's a little bit run down and uh, yeah. sprawly. So, um, but cool. And especially the like green screen thing at the end where the background like started to burn away. This was yeah unexpected and cool. And... <laughs> well, what do you think about Leonard Cohen? Um... Yeah, you could never go wrong with Leonard Cohen or I could never go wrong with Leonard yeah. Cohen. So that was like my notes. <laughs> about that, and I, yeah, I really, I really like the song. Yeah, but again, I've, I've only, well, I probably heard that song before, actually. But, but, uh, but, um, yeah, uh, I like that a lot. 
Cool. I'm I'm happy that this uh, choice went down well with you guys. <laughs> um, next up, we have uh, more uh, crazy stuff from France. <laughs> I mean, uh, but but uh, Igor did crazier stuff before. Yeah. Uh, you have to say this new Igor album, Spiritually and Distortion, is less crazy as he used to be. Uh, I was going to say, yeah. it's like this was like a straight up metal song. You know what I mean? There was like <laughs> very little of the of the kind of jungle, you know, drum and bass kind of, dr- you know, hits and stuff. You know, like this was just like heavy metal, <laughs> which I kind of missed, yeah. you know, a little bit of that chaos uh but yeah, I'm not I'm not too familiar with Igor, although it's a name that you know you've seen around for a few years. And I was really surprised by listening to that song because because I, I thought it was something different. I thought it was like total crazy stuff, and suddenly it was just <laughs> I, I, I kind of liked it. I thought it was a groovy, cool song, but but yeah. it was totally different from what I expected. Yeah, and it sounds yeah. and it sounds great. I mean, like the production yeah. on his records are just so. I mean, like. Every, you know, you hear everything, and it's like such rich bass, bass. You know, kick drum, and and uh, and I love the way it sounds. Uh, it's but but if, if you're like looking for more crazy stuff, yeah. you have to go back to his older albums. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next up, we have a uh, like yeah, long-standing classic band, Catatonia, of course, and uh, yeah, the winter of our passing. Finally, a, a proper video. Yep. For third single off of City Burials. This is also a Costin video, isn't it? Yes. Yep. <laughs> so, um, a, a kind of different style for him, actually. I felt. Yeah, um, that like was this that was of, uh, interesting. It made it kind of reminded me of of what he did for the for the Matter Mortem twentieth anniversary thing, where he would uh, did the like time lapse of him painting. You could mm-hmm. sort of see that in the video, like the he was sort of. I think he must have filmed himself painting the characters and they sort of formed through that. And then he just probably time-lapsed it and then covered it with a bunch of grit, you know, layers yeah. and stuff like that. So I thought it was pretty it's cool. Yeah. I'm still listening to the new uh, Catatonia album, like uh, from, from start to finish. Mm. And, uh, and it could be a good sign, but it wasn't as instant as I expected it to be, if you know what I mean. Yeah. I, I thought I would like it even more when I heard it the first time, but then it happens what very many times happen when you have songs that grow on you. Yeah. It's like suddenly you listen to it again, you hear things in a song that you didn't hear the first time, and then you like it much better. So I'm in that process now, so I'm sure hmm. I'm going to like the album a lot. Uh, yeah. And I do like it a lot already, but... but uh, yeah, it's it's interesting. So I'm I'm looking forward to to using more time on the Catatonia album. Yeah, me too. Yeah, actually, sa- same here. <laughs> <laughs> we, we agree on that. Um, next up, we have some really crazy stuff from Germany, <laughs> even with German lyrics. And I even put, I put the two because the two videos because both videos uh, were released in April, and the album will also be out next week, uh, May eighth. Collapse. The Hirsch effect. Yep. And uh, yeah, the first one, Bielen, was like just total wacky nonsense, crazy stuff. Um, but the other one, yeah, the the other one, uh, Torka, was um, my favorite. Hirsch, the Hirsch effect. Uh, the Hirsch song effect. so far. 
I had the, I had the guys on the on the show for the broadcast when uh, um, I was interviewing them uh, at Euroblast last year, and I said Hirsch effect, and they immediately corrected me to it's the Hirsch effect. <laughs> <laughs> of course, <laughs> yeah. I, my notes here is a bit. I, I'm, I'm I wrote. You need to be concentrated to uh, appreciate humor in music. <laughs> oh, you know yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. I was yesterday I had a really stressful day, so this was kind of when when that that was too much information for me when listening to yeah, uh, yeah. and watching yesterday. And I just thought it was super stupid. But then then I said, <laughs> Okay, you need to concentrate in order to, to, to get the humor when 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 there's humor in videos and, and music because sometimes I like that with, with things I know from before. But this was just too much for me. So I just like, okay, you need to concentrate in order to appreciate the humor. <laughs> <of it. laughs> yeah, going, on, going to Australia, a second uh, single from the upcoming Caligula's Horse uh, album, Rise Radiant, Slow Violence. And this time it's a video. Um, it's a band performance video. And... Yeah, it's Caligula's horse. I love them. Yeah, the the, the video actually made, gave me like the impression like 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 some of the new Voyager videos. Like it felt like a similar kind of production. Like just from the video standpoint, I mean, musically, it's totally separate. But uh, yeah, it had like a similar look and feel. You know, like as if it had a similar like rap to it. So, but uh, I love it. I I. I haven't really dove into the new Caligula's Horse uh, singles that have that have come out, and I, I feel like I need uh, the time with the full album. This is how it was with the other one albums too. Like it's it's like the you got to listen to them from beginning to end, in my opinion. Yeah, uh, uh, they don't work as singles for me in that way. A little bit like Haken, this, actually. Same same with Haken. Yeah, I just wanted to say this. Absolutely same with Haken, uh, who, also, who released the first uh, single for Virus, Prosthetic, mm. with a crazy video. Yeah, both of those bands are, are bands in, in this, uh, you know, modern prog uh, thing that makes people like Incarnation feel super old. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when playing when playing on uh, the Prognosis Festival last year. Yeah. Without knowing it, we suddenly became the old band because all the other bands were like, like Haken and... Uh, uh, leprous and bands like that they are just so stupidly <laughs> talented and technical and everything and then we came with our you know old old stuff and uh, felt <laughs> super old so yeah that's, that's the first thing I thought when listening to that uh, that song the slow violence is oh I feel old again <laughs> <laughs> I was, I, I was I, what I was thinking of uh, earlier and I, I don't know if this is true or not but I felt like like Riverside took a, a a page from the Greek Carnation book, like there that sort of prog, right? It's a, like yeah. a little bit different, but I always kind of felt like Riverside, like did what you were you guys were doing, like they started to do that as they got older, like the the stuff that you yeah. guys were doing back in the early two thousands. So I have been thinking that like we're in closer family bonds with bands like Riverside, and for example, bands that I really really respect like yeah. like for example Haken and Leprous which are amazing bands but but they're it's, it's quite different from yeah, from what far away is. absolutely yeah, yeah. um yeah we, we we skipped a toe, a toe hider here because Caligula's horse and Haken are 
are somewhat on a um, on a similar uh, level of uh, people's minds as on the forefront of the modern prog movement. Um, yeah, but we have two two more Australian bands. Uh, Toe Hider is one that's very very special and unique. Uh, did you guys know this band before? I didn't. Um, so this is basically the singer Mike uh, Mike Mills. Uh, he He's been publishing music under the Toe Hider moniker for quite some time, and he um, was also part of the Aryan uh, universe. Uh, so he, he sing with, sang with Aryan and uh, had like a um, central role in the Aryan universe experience. And he's a crazy, crazy, crazy talented singer, and he's he is he's that humor also in but a different kind of humor than the Hirsch effect in his and there's there was also not not a crazy uh um video to go with it but i think the the his humor always shows in his music alone yeah uh, i i wrote just a few <laughs> i wrote something very strange here uh, <laughs> i did say i had a few beers when listening to this didn't i <laughs> yeah yeah you said so i wrote uh Here's a lot of info. That was one of the things. And the other sentence is, this reminds me a little bit about... And that's it. So I can't remember what it uh, reminded me about. Yeah. I liked when the saxophone solo came on and they gave a little shout out to the sax player. That was, that was funny. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> so-and-so on the sax. Yeah. Um, Eben Ari, on the, ha on the other hand, is modern stuff as well yeah. and uh that's the second single from there or i'm not sure if the the um, single we discussed last year if it's also going to be on the album uh -huh. um which so, i feel, but the, still feel is like totally different like, like yeah so the first single they, they released this year uh explosions in the dark is kind of my favorite song of the years so far uh but this was also a cool song and Last night or two two days ago, somebody told me I I was showing Evan Ivory to somebody and he said, "Oh, they sound totally like Periphery." And I was like, "Okay, I don't like per Periphery that much, but I really really dig Evan Ivory." Yeah, so, so they're more in the <laughs> Periphery vein, which is different than the single that we listened to last year, which I, I I liked a bit more. So I haven't quite connected to the other new Ebony uh, Ivory c uh, singles. Yeah. Yeah, on this one, I, I wrote again that, I, well, I think I meant to write that I feel old again, but I wrote really young. I don't know why, but yeah, probably <laughs> meant old. But there was a lot of elements there that I really like, to be honest. Yeah, that was nice. I never heard of them before. Yeah, okay. They they were or they are uh, supposed to uh, support Caligula's Horse on their uh, tour in the United States. Um, that which uh, they had to postpone for next, I think, early next year. Um, so, and they're, they're also from that area, also from Australia. Um, and then from the UK, Kairos, and this is kind of, I thought, like, okay, this is, I dig this a lot more than the new Stephen Wilson single. <laughs> oh. Uh, the rumor. <laughs> it's very English, somehow. 
<laughs> and lots of 80s elements, which yeah, yeah. are actually a lot to... Uh, Together with Stan Olga, our bass player, because he's he's having this 80s period right now when mm -hmm. it comes to his solo back. Uh, so we spent two day two days ago. We spent all evening listening to 80s music, mm -hmm. <laughs> and I've heard a lot of 80s in this uh, in the covers uh, song, which I, I I really liked. Yeah, definitely. So I, like... I wrote yeah, I wrote 80s and then not 80s and then and then 80s again so there was <laughs> and i think uh, i mean you're yeah, the, the listeners you you guys are going to hear this tomorrow uh, on on thursday only but tonight on also for you guys if you're interested and you have time later i think at uh, 8 o'clock in uh, tonight uh, central european time we are on the same time zone i think or no no uh, right same I'm time sure zone now. And uh, anyway, they're they're gonna have a little live stream t later tonight, and uh, also play the new single. Uh, we have a, a couple of uh, more songs here on the list. We we don't have to go through all of them. Maybe uh, uh, some of that stood out for you guys. Um, uh, I will yes. as 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 always. I will add all of them uh, to the playlist, of course, um, to the Spotify playlist, but. Um, yeah. Um, there is a special, especially one of them that, like, I was totally, like, I almost fainted when I saw it, and that was the Major Parkinson yeah. video. <laughs> That's crazy. This is a band I know from, yeah, from Norway, and I had to straight on, like, write to my friend in, I'm friends with a couple of the guys in Major Parkinson, I, I, I didn't know about this. And that was just so so unique. Yeah. And I asked him, "What what's the story behind this?" And he answered me like, uh, "There is this guy Josh Green, uh, who 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 does these show choir stuff in the U.S., which I never heard of before, like show choir stuff. So uh, <laughs> he wanted to do something with a solitary home song. Um, the guys were just like, "Yeah, cool," and they they were invited over to see it. And they had no idea how like huge that was in the U.S. So they were like so surprised when seeing that live because they didn't know what to expect. So that was really, really, really funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. So was this like um, was what I was wondering was is that was that part of a live one one song from a repertoire of a, of a live show? Yeah, as I understand, it was. Yeah, yeah. so. Yeah, so that's a that's a funny concept, and this guy yeah, must, and, must be uh, yeah, really creative guy. And uh, the the song itself came from an older Major Parkinson release, as far as I know, as I've that's heard. True. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess we should mention that that like twenty two is is uh, going to yeah. break up now. Yeah. Yeah. Once we're while we're in Norway with our bands, yeah, 22 released a farewell song called 2020, and uh, yeah, it's the first and probably maybe the last with Frederick uh, Bergsen Klemt uh, on, on on the vocals, who uh, just stepped in after the um, you are creating albums for the tours with Lepros and and all that and. Who's now also uh, with Marathon? Yeah, or, uh, no, uh, mm. of course. But um, yeah, it was kind of bitter, bittersweet affair here. Yeah, 
Yeah, but I really, yeah, the song was great. I, yeah. I really liked the song as well. It's a band I, I'm not too familiar with, although I, this friend, one of my best friends that produced it, oh. uh, like, so, yeah, uh, Christa Sederberg, who used to, he also did a couple of Anathema albums a couple of years ago, and uh, yeah, so he's been talking so, so nicely about them, and I just haven't had time to, you know, to give them a lot of time, but maybe this, yeah. this will mm-hmm. be a good, good time to check their catalogue. Yeah. And I mean, we will continue to have uh, hear lots of from Frederick on uh, through Marathon, and yeah. I guess also um, uh, Magnus will continue to make music with uh, Gate. Yeah, <laughs> love them. Yeah, uh, I would just say, I mean, w- there's not much to say about the video from Protest the Euro, but I'm really looking forward to the album. I love them so. Just gonna say that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I knew that that's your kind of stuff. It, I, I, I forgot what I wanted to say about the. Uh, I think it's uh, yeah, it's again. I'm not too familiar with the Protest the Hero back catalog. Um, I've heard some stuff here and there, but um, yeah, it's. I think it's again the, the vocals that are not that. Exactly that my 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 cup of tea like like the you know coheed and uh, okay I mean Ro- this Rody's kind of got style. a pretty pretty big range though I mean he does like really low and really high but the, yeah the music's fast yeah. so a lot of times it's like kind of high <laughs> you know yeah but I, I don't I don't know how he pulls it off live because it's like really extreme but actually I think he had a throat problem uh, when they were making this record um, from I think they 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 postponed it for actually for a couple of years for yeah. him to um, yeah to to recover there was a chance that he wasn't going to be able to sing again and. Yeah, I'm not really sure what happened, but uh, yeah, they managed to get the album done. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, uh, and long uh, long distance calling as well. Yeah, um, which actually gave me one of my uh, nicest uh, live experiences in 2019 because we we have a I'm from a little town in Norway called Kristiansand. Well, it's the fifth or sixth biggest city in, in Norway, but it's only 100,000 people here. <laughs> but uh, we have a, a, a small festival called Vivid, a post-rock festival mm. here, which is amazing, bringing in all these amazing bands that are really high-standard bands in the post-rock, uh, you know, not necessarily just post-rock, but in, in that sphere. Yeah. And, uh, and I've been volunteering a little bit with them, and therefore being able to kind of check out uh, their like more interested, even more interested in the bands. And like I really like long distance calling before seeing them live, but they just delivered an amazing show with with um, visual backdrop and everything. Maybe they always do that, but that festival is the visual backdrops are part of their uh, mm. concept. So all yeah. work with with a visual artist if they have one them, themselves or or then the festival put them together, oh, wow. which is a great thing. Yeah, long distance calling, a great, great, great concert for me yesterday, last year. Yeah, uh, well, uh, I, I never really got into them. I always respected them. I also saw them live and and, and see what that they what they're doing is really great and is uh, like a really excellent quality to it. They just just never really connected with me. But one thing I want to say about the upcoming album that was announced with this single called Hazard, 
the album's called How Do We Want to Live, and it's scheduled for release on June 26th. Uh, it has one of the most beautiful cover artworks, apart from Green Carnation, for this year so far. <laughs> yeah. the, the cover artwork <laughs> is stunning. It's beautiful. Yeah. Um, all right, guys, to, to wrap this up, we have two young bands left on the list with with a little bit weird and bloody videos. Tiberius, Swan Song from the UK, and Applesauce, That Bird. I forgot where they're from. I think Russia. Uh, um, are you sure they're not from Italy? Yeah. Ah no, there was yeah, they were from Italy, right? Yeah, because the 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 production company from the video is the Jack Stupid, and that's actually run by the guitarist of Distrage, which is a which ah. is like a prog metal band on Metal Blade, um, and they're based in Milan. So that makes sense. Yeah. So two super crazy videos, two young bands, Applesauce. I think it was the first Applesauce single ever. Yeah. And they, their debut album is going to be out on August 21st. And the Tiberius album, A Peaceful Annihilation, will be out on June 26th. Um, for the joy of music, I had to <laughs> add the Dirty Loops video because Dirty Loops is always, for me, is like just uh, oozing that exuberant joy of playing music. Sunshine in the um, speakers. Somehow. <laughs> yeah, and I guess this yeah. is recorded at the same time that they did the the, the other single that the, was... Um, the two, there was two other singles before that. Yeah. Um, so there's the third single in a row, and I hope they, they will announce an album and like release it in an album format as well. Because I'm, I'm an old school guy. I'm an album guy. <laughs> but at, at the the um, discussion singles versus albums uh, i think that's uh for some other time we're um, so we should should wrap it up um thank you shettle for being on the broadcast it was really cool to have you here we heard a lot of interesting insights uh about leaves of yesteryear and green Carnation, and also really cool to get to know your your personal music taste yeah. with, with, with your recommendations and also with your thoughts on the best of what's hot. Um, yeah, you get definitely gets an award for, for doing some homework. He came in with all yeah, kinds right. of stuff prepared for the show. So uh, thank you so it's much for first, it's my first podcast. So you, you want to, <laughs> you want to de deliver, of course. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Awesome. We, we are, we are looking forward to the release of, leaves of yesteryear and also the release concert of course um go follow green carnation on the socials and uh, uh follow us the proc space and freaks if you haven't done so already and follow also the procast on, on and give us a rating or whatnot on the anywhere you where where you listen to us on the on the prog uh, on the podcast uh platforms that would be highly appreciated. And uh, yeah, following is also always good. So you don't miss out on more cool content that's coming your way in the next weeks um, that we are preparing. Thank you, Shetel, for being with us. Uh, have a great evening um, and uh, hopefully talk to you soon. And maybe next year, uh, see you live on tour, hopefully, or we will see what happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah, thank you. It's a big pleasure. Thank you. Thanks, guys. All, all, all the best to you, and uh, yeah, thank you, Randy. Take care, guys. Uh, as always, freaks, freaks out. out.
The Freaks Progcast, presented by the Prague Space, is a production of Stuus Media and is recorded at the Moonbase Studios in Munich. The show is produced by Janine Stangel, Blake Lewis, Kai Metzner, Dario Albrecht, and myself, Randy M. Salo. Our theme music is provided by This Is Not An Elephant. Thanks for tuning in, Freaks. See you next time. Freaks out. Freaks out.